What if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you're truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we playfully explore topics from money to magic, healing to wholeness, creation, relationship, business, and more. There's no place we won't go. Nothing too wacky or weird in the quest to live as grand a life as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stopper are the embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true synergistic power. Partnered in love and in business, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Love, Life, and All Things Weird with your hosts, your weirdo hosts, Megan and Suzanne. How is everybody today? Happy hump day. Um, We are in chaos as our internet just went down. Hello, hello, hello. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I couldn't hear you for a second. Really? Oh, beautiful. Yeah. I love it. I love it when things swirly whirl. What will be created today? Who will actually be leading the show? Will any of us actually be come through on air? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, wow. Like, uh, you know, there's never a dull moment. I guess we can say that, right? Mm-hmm. True that. Babe. Never a dull moment. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, you know, what, what are we talking about? Uh-oh. <laughs> so, I'm not sure um, if you get... Hey, Megan. Uh-huh. <laughs> Keith is yes. jumping in. <laughs> Hi, sweetie. Yes, uh, Suzanne's line has dropped, so will you uh, take us in for a little bit, my dear? <laughs> yes. Yes, will do. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So, okay. So everybody, um, we are having we are experiencing technical difficulties. Do not adjust your set. Your set. Um, oh, and you're back. Oh, I'm back. back. Yeah, I was told I was going to have to do the show without you, which was going to be because our topic is about having your own back and choosing you. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that was going to be fun for me to get to choose me <laughs> with uh, not having a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't even touch my phone and it just hung up on me. I didn't even touch it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. I believe we that's, blew the circuits out in our house, hun. I think that's what happened. I, I think we blew out any technological... <laughs> normalcy out of our reality <laughs> right oh yeah so let's pop so. into our topic just in case um, yeah let's know how long they have to talk uh-huh yeah. we need to give the pearls of wisdom just in case we get disconnected <laughs> so you know in, in, in case right. this was the show that was going to change everybody's life we got to get it out <laughs> i'm sure it is I'm sure it is. So we got to get going. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm talking about you know choosing you and how to have your own back because there's a lot of talk about 
you know, making yourself the priority and choosing you and, um, and when kind of push comes to shove, um, a lot of us don't really even know what that means. Like we've never actually, um, been practiced in choosing for us. You know, we've, we've been taught from really a young age to, um, to really be outside of ourselves looking to see what everybody else can accept about us and then offering that up. And so, um, so I think it's a really good topic and it's, um, definitely, you know, we teach what we're living. And so, um, having our own back, um, is a, definitely a topic that both of us are in the midst of choosing and um, learning about and what, and so we want to bring it to the people you know and have a really honest discussion about this because we don't have all the answers we're just pretty new in the idea of like um, choosing choosing for us you know and letting kind of the chips fall as far as what you know anybody else including each other might feel about that <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, <clears throat> I want to share a story of um my trip to Maui last year and it was just over a year ago uh where I did Lisa Cooney who is an access facilitator but she's also um she's also a therapist and works a lot with abuse and she really combines a lot of modalities together. Uh, we brought Roar out to um, Salt Lake City last year, and it was phenomenal. Um, and one of, I would say that the most profound experience I had at that training was this awareness that I had everybody's backs but mine, right? Like, you know, my friends, you know, partner, like, oh, I'm there for you no matter what, you know, and oh, as it turns out, a few hundred thousand people from past lives. So mm-hmm. um, all your clients, no, yeah. your community, <laughs> pretty much Probably. anybody they, you've ever helped, anybody you've ever coached or helped was pretty much you were still holding them on your back. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, so I, it was. It's even worse than what I'm trying to express to you all. And um, you know, when you're when you're carrying everyone else, when you're having everyone else's back, there's no way. There's no possible way to have your own back. Like I literally had this experience of feeling all the tens of thousands of people I was carrying energetically, and it's really. Um, that was a, a real eye-opener. And as I chose to let that go, as I chose to release that, um, she took me through this process of feeling, um, choosing, first of all, like, cause here's the thing. At the end of the day, yes, we're going to give you a lot of tools about choosing you and having your own back. At the end of the day, it really starts with a choice. And she asked me if I was willing to choose to have my own back, and I said yes. And she says, are you willing to make a demand of that? And I said, yes. <laughs> and um, and then what happened was I was on a table. It was during, actually, it might have been during the three-day body class. So it may have been just yeah, right after work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I literally felt this energy, this tingling that literally came up my spine. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, it's almost like 
I, the being, began to inhabit my back, <laughs> literally. Like I actually literally stepped energetically into my spine for the very first time. And one of the things that I realized in that is that, you know, I love people so big and so deeply. And, but I, like, love isn't enough if you also don't have your own back. Love becomes almost an addiction or like a, something that you use to sabotage yourself if you do not have your own back as well, if you do not know how to choose for you as well. And so what I realized is I had all this love, but I didn't have a spine, literally. Like I was in my spine. <laughs> this is a problem, people, <laughs> to not have a spine. And so like, and really, truly, this last year has been a process of me learning what that means strengthening that, choosing it again and again. It's not one choice. It's I probably had to choose to have my own back or to, you know, to inhabit my spine thousands of times since then. And I'm probably hundreds of times in the last three months of like, no, this is what's true for me. This is what's true for me, right? Over and over and over and over and over and over again. So it's like, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad tidings, people, but it is not just like, oh, I choose to have my own back, and it's a done deal. And I think it's because of what Suzanne pointed to at the beginning about how we are entrained to give up us. We are entrained that the other is more important. We are entrained that in order to survive, we have to make the other happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I it's interesting because, you know, I watched you, I've been watching you go through that process of claiming your own back. And, you know, for me, I've um, it's a little bit different how it shows up. Like, um, for me, I was always entrained to, um, to choose relationship over me, to choose mm-hmm. relationship over me, like any kind of romantic partnership that I was in, I would value the relationship over me. And I find this a lot with the feminine, you know, whoever's running the feminine in the relationship often um, puts the relationship first. Um, And so I settled a lot. I have settled pretty much my whole life. I watched my mom settle in her relationship with my dad. Um, And so it was about choosing the relationship um, and choosing to keep the relationship or sustain the relationship or try to grow the relationship or try to, you know, create connection and intimacy or do anything, you know, whatever it takes to make sure that the relationship stayed alive. Um, and so that's the, that's what I've been operating and running. Um, and, you know, it really has, hasn't been very long, <laughs> my awareness in that. Like I had no idea kind of the, the leaps and bounds and, you know, hoops that I would jump through in order to try to make the relationship, my relationship um, work. And so it's been a very um, intense time for me of like, okay, how do I choose me? And what does that mean for my relationship? Um, Does that mean that my relationship is over if I choose what's true for me? Um, and it, it often has felt like an either or in my world. Um, and I'm, you know, in a place of real hope at this point that there's an and there that I can 
choose me and have, um, you know, my romantic or primary relationship. Um, and, you know, it's such a, it's such a shift for me to tune into me and say, okay, if I was, if this didn't, you know, if there was no other factors besides me just choosing for me, what would I choose? Um, and that, that could be a valuable question for all of you, um, you know, who might be in that process, kind of new in the process of like, how do I actually choose, actually choose me? Because what I learned, what I had been learning is that I would, I would automatically, it was almost like a, an automatic response to choose relationship over me. Um, it, it, I didn't even think about it. It was just like, yep, all right, I'm choosing this because this is going to be better, you know. And so um, so I am in the process of asking myself the question, what is, you know, what is my authentic yes and no for me? If I were to choose me, um, what would that look like? And, and leaning into what feels light and what feels heavy um, almost on a daily basis. And um, it feels scary. It feels like, you know, I'm basically rewiring um, how I operate. And, um, and right now, it's very much in the deconstruct mode. So, um, so I don't see a lot of, you know, that this is actually, I haven't seen the end of the tunnel where this is actually going to work out, you know, in the, in my best and highest regard, you know, I'm still in the process trusting that if I choose for me and if I have my own back that, um, you know, that I can, that I won't have to be alone the rest of my life, <laughs> you know, that, 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 you know, I can create a relationship where, um, you know, they're choosing for them and they're choosing their own back and that, and we can still have a relationship, you know, a healthy, really, um, you know, beautiful relationship where we're being um, ourselves and where that's creating something generative um, for, for the, you know, for the, the for the two. So, um, so that's been my experience. And I would say like, I'm still in the process of learning how to choose for me. You don't have it down yet? No. Nope. No. Nope. You don't have it mastered? No. Nope. Sweetie. Don't have it mastered. Sweetie. Oh, yeah, it. but what I can't, I know, but what I can say is, you know, I am in this no matter what. And I think that's, you know, the commitment that I have to this, to myself, is I am going to choose me no matter what. I am not going to quit. I'm not going to stop. Um, I'm not going to give up. Um, I'm I'm going to continue to um, continue to lean in even in the most uncomfortable intense times um, and you know continue to choose um, and see what's possible with the end you know because we really have been entrained like you were saying Megan that if you choose for you it means either or. You know, like if you then there, that there is no and, you know, that even that sometimes even choosing you is a selfish act um, and that it, you know, what there's a winner and a loser. Um, and so kind of letting go of that construct of either or um, and coming into the and of, yeah, I can choose for me. And that also um, serves 
it serves the group, it serves the whole, um, that there is a possibility of an and. Mm-hmm. Well, I think one of the one of the things that um, Dane talked a lot about at the SOP, Dane here, one of the co-founders of Access Consciousness, was that that really, like, in us choosing for us, in us saying, hey, I want something greater. I don't want to, like, I don't want to be in a relationship at the expense of cutting my right arm off. Or I don't want to be in a job where half of my life force is suppressed. Or do you know what I mean? And so, like, there's this place where we reach for more. There's this place where we say, no, I'm choosing me. I'm choosing what is important to me, and I'm going to grab it by the balls, you know. And one of the things that's required is what Suzanne just said, which is you have to be willing to keep leaning in. Like, if you choose you, it doesn't work out in the first five minutes. That doesn't mean you should go back to selling out, (laughs) you know. It's It's like never give up, never stop, never quit. You, that is essentially one of the main things you've got to commit to if you're having your own back and if you're choosing for you. The second thing is is you have to be willing to fail. You have to be willing to lose everything. And that is the part because it's like it when we're attached to outcome, that's when we get scared and that's when we sell out. Think about it, right? When you get attached to someone staying or you get attached to a certain level of income that you've had, right, or whatever it is that you're changing up, um, if you try to control the outcome, if you try to control how it's going to look and, and like, the, the physical configuration of it, um, then you will, you will create back doors for yourself and you will go back. You have to be willing to lose everything. And that's something that I feel like not a lot of people are teaching out there, but if I look at if I look at the people I most admire and the people that I follow and go, Wow, like what are they doing? I want I want to have some of that Kool Aid is that they have been willing to fail. They have been willing to lose it all. And they've been to take a stand for the life that they truly want. And that requires a tremendous amount of trust of the universe. And the thing that I realized when I chose to have my own back was that I never believed that the universe had my own back, had my back. Why? Because I didn't have it. And as soon as I chose to have my own back, I really began to feel the universe like conspiring and it's like I feel like I would make a choice and I feel like oh my god I messed up everything with that choice or whatever and then the universe would come in and go like give me something even greater than what I thought I even wanted and that's the thing is that if you're truly asking for for what you truly desire while choosing you while having your own back the universe will deliver so much more beyond what you could even fathom for yourself. But you've got to get out of those small containers that you think your life is supposed to be like. It's only successful if, you know, I never have to have a dip in income. It's only successful if my partner stays. It's only successful if, you know, and it's like that is what, that's that control and that fear that keeps us in um, in and away from 
the bigger picture, the bigger dream, the bigger vision that we're reaching for. Because what I know is the universe always knows better than me. It's always trying to deliver me so much more than what I say that I want. And so it's really a dance of learning how to trust that. And it's, it's. I mean, you know, like you probably agree, hon. It's like some days it's terrifying to go, no, this is what my truth is. And to stand almost in feeling like your life is in a rubble <laughs> all around you. <laughs> to go, I'm still choosing this. You know, um, it's some of the, it's, I, I would say, like, I would say that I got the awareness of having your own back and I started to have my own back a year ago, but I feel like I'm testing that now in a way that I never, ever, ever have in my whole life. So we're, we need to go on break. Um, we're going to come back and talk more about having your own back and I'd like to, um, share a comment from um, Dora in the chat room when we come back. So you're living, you are listening to Love Life and All Things Weird, and we'll be back. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live outside the box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and change maker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group. Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody, to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. We're talking about choosing you, no matter what, and having your own back and what that brings up um, for all of us. And I wanted to share a comment from Dora um, that I think, you know, we have definitely have some 
feedback around. So Dora says, I feel suspicious of how far people will be willing to have my back. I've had their backs for so long at the cost of my own energy, success, time, and money. Um, and she goes on to say a couple other things, but um, I, I, I think this is really um, this is really cool. And thanks for the comment, Dora, because um, it's it's so interesting that we think because we're going to have somebody else's back that they're going to have ours. And and um, you know, Dora, it also starts with I think the suspicion comes in because you actually don't have your own backs first, um, and so there's this way that you are, um, you know, having somebody else's back, but not yours. And so that, so it does feel like that you're giving up you, that almost kind of like a resentment of, um, you know, letting go of your own energy, your own sex, your own success, your own time and money um, when people won't return the favor. Um, and yet I think the resentment is actually coming in because you don't have your own back. And I guess, like, I'm curious, Megan, as to your take on that. Um, yeah, it's like the, the, the need of someone else to have your back is you not having your own back. Like when you have your own back, you don't need other people to have your back. Now, if they do, that's a bonus, right? Mm-hmm. And and there's, I would say that there's been a handful of people in my life that have had my back, that I know that I could call them even after not talking to them for two years and go, hey, <laughs> I need I need help, and they would be there, you know, um, and and that's. I mean, I feel like I'm really, really lucky with people in my world. Um, And I feel like there's something so valuable about not needing other people to have your back and really seeing that when you have your back, the entire universe is with you. And it's like you don't need another person to have your back when you know the entire universe is with you. Well, and, yeah, and then and she fickle anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and then she said she made the comment about you know, wow, the universe has always had my back, no matter what point of order I created. I feel like um, tearing up at this, um, and I'm I'm curious as to what you think, Megan. Do you think that um, do you think the universe unilaterally has your back no matter if you have it your back or not or do you feel like that there's some kind of synergy or some kind of like choice in having your own back and then allowing or then actually even being able to feel or see that the universe has your back yeah that's what I would, yeah i feel like i know that the universe has my back no matter what but if i don't have my back i can't see it I can't feel it. Mm-hmm. I can't let it in because at the end of the day, the universe can only support us. And by universe, I mean the molecules, the earth, every every part of it, your guides, your angels, all of that. They cannot work without your choice. They cannot show up in your behalf without your choice. They're there. They have your back. And you have to choose it. And my experience is, is that when I don't have my own back, I literally... Uh, and I think I talked about this a little bit last week, how I tend to, like, I get scared and they tend to collapse and so, or, like, kind of constrict. And so I isolate from the universe. It's not that the universe doesn't have my own back. I'm not letting it. <laughs> I'm like, no, 
I'd rather deal with this all by myself in a cave. Thank you. You know, because that's so fun, right? And so it's like, and but every time, every time I choose to open up to the universe, it's there, right? And and I also think that in terms of in terms of other people, because here's the thing: people will come into your life and they will go. You know, some people will be around for 50 years. Some people will be around for five minutes. And it's like you can always count on that. We keep thinking it's like, okay, well, in order to trust a person, I have to be able to trust that they're always going to stay. And that's, first of all, that's not realistic. Second of all, it's not kind because people have to choose for them. And sometimes, like, sometimes you might require something and that person is unavailable to give it to you. It doesn't mean that they don't have your back means that they're choosing for them in that moment. And I think that's why it's so important that we start with choosing to have our own back no matter what because then we can let the universe in. Then we can see all the people that might be available to have our back in a particular moment and not putting pressure on somebody like because that's the problem because when we grew up, most of us have this missing experience of the way our parents did not show up for us, Right. It's like, well, if my mom would have only been had cookies for me when I came home or if my dad actually hadn't gone off with the other woman or whatever it is, right? Whatever, like, the missing experience of the parent not showing up how we wanted to, we tend to then project that on everybody in our life. And we try to find people who will give us the missing experience all the while beating up, beating them up because they don't know what that missing experience is <laughs> and, and failing miserably on us. And the truth is is they cannot give us the missing experience. The only person that can show up for you in the way that sort of they didn't show up for you is you because you're the only one that knows what what you need. They don't have the manual. (laughs) Only you have the manual. And when you show up for you, what it does is it actually becomes an invitation for others to show up in kind. We're always teaching people how to relate to us and how to be with us by how we're choosing to be with ourselves. So in my experience, when I'm choosing me, that's when I notice people are showing up in uh, in in kind. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, and I think, you know, a really awesome question that you can ask yourself um, is, and kind of lean into having your own back, is if I was truly being kind with me, what would I choose here? Um, you know, there's there's so, we often have so much love and kindness for others and we don't give that to ourselves. And so even just a simple question like that, if I was truly being kind to me, if I was truly being kind with me, what would I choose here? Um, and then choosing that. You know, because it's also, um, (laughs) you know, sometimes we know, you know, we can see what our yeses and nos are, what, and yet we actually don't follow that truth. Um, We're too afraid of what people might think or the judgment from others, or we're afraid of losing something or someone or, you know, all kinds of stuff. So, even when we know our yeses and nos, we often aren't kind enough to choose them. Mm-hmm. And I would say, hun, that just in my experience of 
really teaching the idea of yeses and nos to my clients for, I would say, probably like 15 years now (laughs) is that I actually have not met one person that actually knew their yeses and nos in, in, you know, that's come as a client. Um, What I would say is we're not taught that. And, And I think that that is the first step. I think you're you're way clearer than most human beings I know about this. Even now, like I think you're clearer than me on it in many ways, right? Um, but like one of the things that you know, one of the ways that you can kind of test this because this is really one of the tools and techniques that we teach people and that we're working on ourselves to have our own back is you've got to know what you desire. You've got to know, you know, what your yeses are. Like, yes, I want this. No, I don't want this. And you've got to have both sides because if you don't know what your no is and you're unwilling to say no, then your yes doesn't mean shit because <laughs> your life is so full of your no's that there's no space for your yeses to exist. So one of the things that I do is I'll ask like a simple question like, um, you know, do you like liverwurst? Right? So this is this is something that I invite the audience to kind of feel into, right? And it's like the the no tends to be sort of a more of a heavy or a constricted kind of pull in in and around the gut area or a kind of a funk. And the yes tends to be the yes energy in the body tends to be light, tends to be upward and tends to be expansive right? It's like, do you love your child? Do you love your dog? Do you love your nephew? Like, if you ask some of those questions, some of those bigger questions that you know are absolute truths for you, it's a great way to test the signal of yes and no in your body, because that's what we're looking for. We're not looking for, oh, well, I love him because. We're looking for just that that really quick physical response that's upward light or a little bit more closed, which is uh, and tight, which is generally a no. Now everybody's signals are a little bit different, and I would say that depending on what you're asking me, my yes and no signals are a little bit different. But the the theme is expansive and light is yes, and a little bit more condensed and like uh is more on the no side, right? So you know it's like something you know I'd like, like to also. Um, Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I I also think you know um, what I was going to say to add to this conversation um, because a lot of people aren't even in their bodies, so they don't even know how to feel upward light and kind of constricted energy. You know, like um, it's uh, it's an interesting thing to teach when people are so much in their heads and not even in their body, but. So another way that I also tell my clients about this is oftentimes um, a yes um, is like almost like it feels like a dawning or it feels like it just comes in and it's this like immediate almost thing. Um, whereas like a, a no is like you, you kind of think about it and think about it and think about it and try to almost like convince yourself of something that's not really true. So I think there's also, um, a way in which the information or the, 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 the awareness or the yes and no comes in 
that you can also um, see it as, you know, truly a yes or a no. Like for me, um, when I, I, it's almost immediate when I have like a sense of, of a yes. Um, it's just an isness that comes into my world. Now I can, um, you know, I can go down the thought process and try to talk myself out of the yes, right? Um, so I certainly have done that before. Um, but usually it comes in almost like immediately, like it's just an isness in my world. And so, um, that can accompany the light kind of, um, feeling in my body. But for me, I almost notice the awareness before I even feel my body. And so that might help some of you out there to kind of look to see what your yeses and nos are um, by how they kind of, how that information comes in. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. There, I have a, we have a friend who, um, Jenny Burgess, who is doing this practice every day where she writes in her journal what I desire today is. And she just literally takes however many minutes and pauses, asks her body, asks herself, like, what do I desire? What do I desire right now? What do I desire right now? Um, and one of the things about that is is that I, that I think is powerful about that is that when I choose to do that, it it actually strengthens this energy of... Um, of who I am because I believe that our desires are um, of of our greater selves. Our de- like the universe doesn't go here. Let you're supposed to go towards everything you hate. <laughs> everything that's hard for you, you should go in that direction. That's not how the universe works. The universe gives us desire because it is the seed of our purpose. It is the seeds of our capacities, of what we're here to grow and to be. But most of us get cut off in desire from the time we're little tiny, little, little tiny, like don't touch that, don't, you know, it's like, you know, the minute you touch your pee-pee when you're too, no, 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 don't don't be touching that, you know, like there's like, <laughs> that's just what came. <laughs> you know, it's like there's this way that not even like, it's not even like, you know, a lot of us that have had abusive situations, obviously we've got our desires mixed up and confused, but like even just normal parenting techniques cut us off from desire. And so how how are we going to read our compass if we don't know what those energies are, if we don't know what that is? How are we going to actually read compass and get anywhere? And so to me, one of the most important things that we can do in having our own back is to really start asking ourselves that question. What do I desire? What does my body desire? You know, and you may not give yourself everything you desire every day. That's not what I'm saying. But at least you can start knowing what that is. At least you can start allowing that flame of energy to turn up the Bunsen burner Turn up the energy of the desire so that that begins to fuel your life. And when your desire gets turned on and when it gets super, it starts getting stronger and stronger, then it's like that is the force that moves you into creation. You don't require discipline if you have enough desire. But most of us don't allow enough desire. 
<laughs> you know, to actually propel ourselves forward and to begin to create what we truly wish to create. Mm-hmm. So with those wise words, let's go to our last break. <laughs> You're listening to I'm very Love wise. Life <laughs> and All Things Weird, and we'll be back. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run, assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result, cannot change. The BARS is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a BARS session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group, Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Love Life and All Things Weird with your host, Megan and Suzanne. We are talking about having your own back in the midst of choosing our own backs and choosing us. <laughs> and, you know, some of this stuff, I really get that um, it just is like a continuous process. It's like, it's funny because people will come to coaching or they'll, they'll, they'll start inner work and they'll go, okay, am I fixed yet? You know, like in the first six weeks or whatever, it's like, you know, it's like we'd never go, oh, I brushed my teeth for six weeks in a row. I can now stop, you know. And for me, (laughs) (laughs) I've taken a shower three days in a row, so I'm good. (laughs) I guess you you could choose that, but it would have a, a certain impact. And I think over time you would begin to feel like people didn't have your own back because they couldn't get within, you know, 20 square feet of you. So, you know, it is what it is. But it's so funny how we want in in terms of our personal growth and development, we tend to want quick fixes. We tend to want like a training or a 
a coaching session or a book to, to just change it, and, and that's done now. But in particular, with this item, Choosing You, I feel like it's like a, not just your whole life, but I feel like this is the choice of lifetimes. This is, this is like the choice that we have to keep leaning into and learning because we're infinite beings living in an infinite changing universe. So what is true for you? What choosing you means today may mean something different tomorrow and it may mean and it meant something different a year ago and it's going to mean something different in a month than it is right now. And so it is this constant, I, I think it's this sort of constant refiner's fire of who am I? What's true for me? What do I desire? What's a yes for me? What's a no for me? And am I willing to choose that? And am I willing to create from the trust that that builds inside of me? And it and there's like we're going to do some clearings here, but like the truth is is that it's where you develop the muscle is in the choosing you, choosing you, choosing you, choosing you, hundred times a day, whatever it takes, choosing you, choosing you, choosing you, and and I'm not sure that it ever gets that much easier. <laughs> like that, I will let you know. <laughs> I, I promise to have another uh, conversation with you in a year's time to let you know if it got easier. But um, I'm 52, and <laughs> and I still want to sell out to please people. I still come up against that every freaking day. So maybe we can do a clearing on that since it's up. What? What? <laughs> will you will you like to take me through a clearing, darling? <laughs> what can you so, see that you I know, don't every, know? Everywhere, everywhere and in every lifetime where it was more vital, valuable, and real to please others rather than choose you. Can we uncreate this straight out, please? Yes, please. <laughs> right on, good and bad, fun and pot, gold line, shorts, boys and beyond. <laughs> And everywhere and every lifetime where it was the most honorable thing to have everyone else's back, but not yours. Mm-hmm. Can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Mm-hmm. Right, wrong, good and bad, upon a pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. I mean, I think it's interesting, even like our heroes, you know, like our war heroes who are going to sacrifice themselves to save others, and, you know, to have somebody else's back. So it's almost like we're, we honor that. We like, uh, we say that that's a really awesome thing to kind of risk yourself to destroy yourself for another, you know. So everywhere that that's been embedded um, and implanted as the more righteous, the more noble, the more, the heroic, the martyr um, energy, um, and that that's, you know, you're a, a good person if that's what you abide by. Can we uncreate and destroy all that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good and bad, fun and pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds, and everywhere that you have um, identified, well, misidentified and misapplied um, choosing you as selfishness, um, as being selfish, um, can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pun and puck, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds, and everywhere that we have bought into the lie of the either or reality, that it's either me or it's you, and that there is no and, especially with regards to choosing for you. Can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. 
right and wrong, good and bad, quantum pock, online, shirts, boys and beyonds, and any other clearings that are coming through for you, do you have any? <laughs> well, you've I, you've made me stupid, darling. Um, <laughs> Those were just a couple off the top of my head. You know, I don't even know where they came from. They might not even apply to us at all, or me at all. Yeah, why not? <laughs> but, you know, if you can't actually kind of hear what Suzanne is saying, chances are that the clearing is very relevant for you because oftentimes when we do a clearing and you're... Um, uh and it's your issue right it will be it will be kind of you'll go foggy because your brain is unhooking right and so that's actually just what happened like i hardly heard any word you said <laughs> i'm just you know yeah, I'm just cool. real over here all i kept yeah, hearing cool. like i'm just going to be really honest all i kept hearing is i'd take a bullet for you like and how yeah. how that became like the honorable thing like, oh, yeah, I'd take a bullet for so-and-so. I'd I'd get hit by a bus for so-and-so. And that that's having your own back. Or that's having someone's uh-huh. back is that you would die for them. Everything uh-huh. that brings up and that's down again in me. I'm going to hit the school box. <laughs> right? Yes. That's my fuck all night boy shorts up beyond. I oh mean, the thing is, it's like, yeah, I mean, we're not trying to, like, you know, say that that's some horrible, horrible thing. But, you know, like, what, what we're trying to talk about here is that it's, an automatic response system, you know what I mean, that you actually are just doing it automatically, and it's not a choice. So, you know, everywhere that being the, being the one that's serving, being the caretaker, being the savior, you know, for people, being the martyr, um, and that's an automatic response system or crushed automatic response system where you have no choice um, but to follow through and to operate in that way, can we uncreate and destroy all that, please? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pun and pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. Whew. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> darling, do you do you want it? Are you do you have a, a, some brain power to talk about live your magic in Dallas coming up? <laughs> Do you want to spend the next, you know, three or four minutes before the end of our show talking about the amazingness that is that is Live Your Magic in Dallas, June 9th through 11th? <laughs> I really do, darling. And But I, I had a couple more things to say about having your own back first. <laughs> You're not going to have time. <laughs> we might have to. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. All right, fine. Okay, so I just... I think I actually do have time. One of the things that, because I'm a very much of a body person, and I wanted to share with people a couple of things that I do um, to practice having my own back when I don't, when I can't really find what's true for me. And that is, is they literally actually like either sit or sit next to a tree or what, you know, lay on the ground and I literally just put my energy and attention on my own spine and I bring my energy into my back, literally. There is something about literally getting in our backs that really supports this process. And so for some of you who, like, haven't known what your own truth is for years, that may be a really good starting point. And the other thing is going into nature, like sitting against a tree, standing against a tree, against with your back and allowing, feeling the strength of that 
in and allowing it to come into your body and allowing it to support and um, feed your body with the information called, I'm standing in me, I'm standing strong. Trees are really good for that. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> you did that so quickly. Way to go. I know. I told you I could do it. <laughs> so speaking of having your own back, um, this my new signature event, Live Your Magic, is I feel like it's been a culmination of lifetimes. Like I it's yes, it's twenty two years of coaching and all of the modalities I've ever learned and everything I've ever learned about change, but there's just something so it feels so important to um begin to lead with magic and to begin to get it off the back shelf and to put it in the foreground. Part of me having my own back is me um owning what I know and not denying it anymore. And what I've always known is that this world is magic, that we're magic. And um, to actually go out in the world with my flag and say, hey, this is this is what I know. And the, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, there's a question that my mentor asked me years ago, Gay Hendricks, and he said, what would you be willing to be run out of town for? And that's how, when you can answer that question, that's how you know you're on the right path because you'll do whatever it takes to create that thing. And this is the first thing that I've created that I know I'm willing to be run out of town for because the changes that it made in people's lives when they turned on their magic, they turned on their capacity, they stopped playing small. Like I'm still getting emails from the Salt Lake event about the changes, about the potency, about the on-fireness of people that were in that group and um i'm taking this all over the place this year i just um i just got uh somebody come i'm doing seattle i'm doing dallas next month 9th 10th and 11th um and you can still get early pay for that which is 297 and we're going to be i'm going to be in canada this year with live your magic i'm going for it and it's like that that's just it that's what i'm doing you got to be there or be square people so the links are um, for the information is at the bottom of if you're listening to the replay or you can go to Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne and get more information and come back into the back end with the chat room and have a lot more conversations in Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. So come back for more and we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. We will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Be sure to tune in for more tips and tools on how to claim your marvelous, magical life.